Relentless fight. Incredible effort. Jordan Clarkson flaming on. But the Jazz falls short to the Philadelphia 76ers as the final play gets snuffed out. We're talking about it on Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone with you here on Postcast tonight as the Utah Jazz just continue to put on one of the most entertaining products we can imagine with a remarkable fight tonight. They fall 118-117. They trailed by as many as 20. They trailed by 17 after one. They trailed by 10 at the end of the first half. They trailed by three going to the fourth. The 76ers were 20-1 and this year when leading at the end of three. 17-1 and this year when leading at the half. And the Jazz took a brief lead for one play or two, one or two plays late in the final minute and a half. There were their only leads all night long. Walker Kessler had a tip in. Jordan Clarkson had a bucket. But in the end, the two-man game with a little spice of Tyrese Maxey in it of James Harden and Joel Embiid, two of the top ten offensive players in the NBA, was just too much for the Jazz. Yeah, it really was, and you could see that the, those two veteran, probably future Hall of Famer players, Actually took over the ball game. Harden saw he had to do it when Embiid was off the floor in that fourth quarter. Got three three-point shots that were just unbelievable uh, to give Embiid a chance to rest. And obviously Embiid makes the, the game-winning jumper. But you expect that out of your out of your superstars. I'm just blown away by this team's effort. They're without yes. Lowry Markkinen. They're without Colin Sexton. They're without Kelly Olenek. I mean, they're really the two players that would be most valuable for the Jazz tonight in this matchup are Kelly Olenek and Lowry Marketing because you would play them at five, bring Joel Embiid out on the floor, and then try to drive to the basket behind Embiid. That, like, that's what you would do tonight if you have Embiid, you know, trying to deal with Embiid. So two of the probably most important players, Rudy Gay, they did not play tonight. So they had lineups of Horton Tucker, Alexander Walker, Beasley, and Clarkson. Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Alexander Walker, Horton Tucker. I mean, really, at playing four guards for huge amounts of times, against a pretty big team with bona fide stars, and they had a chance. It's it's remarkable to me what they did. Yeah, they stayed in the basketball game. They won the third and fourth quarter. It was only about a couple of points in each quarter, but they stayed with them uh, and gave themselves a chance. But when I tell you what, David, when you have guys out like that, you, you play as hard as the Jazz do, you want to make sure you just stay in the ball game, give yourself a chance to win it. But a remarkable effort there by the Philadelphia 76ers uh, on that last possession because they knew exactly what they needed to do. They knew it had a short clock and it was going to be difficult to get something off. Doc Rivers drew up some really nice plays late. I yeah. mean, it's, it's easier to run plays with Harden and Beat. Like, might be the easiest two-man combination. Okay, but run, you, you pointed out with. that Doc Rivers didn't even go to the huddle. For the timeout on the defense, right. which was really interesting. He did not. Their defense on the final play was great as well. So let's walk through what some, the Sixers did some things really well. Yeah. The Harden and Bede late game actions, you made an interesting point in the broadcast. They moved them in some places they hadn't been before. Yeah, and, and I think that's such a key. And, and it's very smart by coaches because you, you go at the shoot around you, and, and you start preparing for uh, your, your defense and positioning guys on the floor when Embiid has the ball here. This is where we want to be. We want to try to defend here. Then all of a sudden, that defense changes to the side pick and roll. So now the defense is thinking, okay, what do I do here now? It, and, and so for that moment, even if it's only a second or so, uh, you, you get yourself in trouble. The final play of the game, the Jazz run the inbound to Horton Tucker, and they're running a handoff to uh, Clarkson. And really astutely, just without very much time, the 76ers double-team Clarkson with both Embiid, and I don't know where he came from, 
and I think it was P.J. Tucker. So it's interesting to me. And I, I'm going to guess P.J. Tucker was guarding Horton Tucker. I don't know where Embiid came from to get in on that play. But that, to me, shows some, some really interesting defensive work. And the other thing I would guess, and I have not rewatched the play yet, but just instinctually, I'm guessing Will Hardy drew that play for Horton Tucker to hand it off and for Clarkson to go right. Because that's Clarkson's preferred hand, is to go right. And there was a lot of guys on the left side of the floor that clogged it up. I'm going to guess whoever was guarding Clarkson derailed the play from the very beginning in forcing Clarkson off the route he wanted to run. I mean, I think we saw a veteran defensive team make a really, really special defensive play on the final play. Of the and game. a young coach that I thought, David, yeah, when you have a short clock like that, you don't bring defenders to the guy with the ball. And if, if Clarkson would have been able to get that ISO, now it's a little bit different situation, but now it's a dribble handoff. Uh, that's at least up a couple of seconds, and then you get a trap, you're dead. You know, but what a ball game. And they were really, Sixers were on it, so give them credit. All right, let's talk about some of the players, the guys on the Jazz who made plays tonight. First of all, Jordan was amazing. Oh, yeah, like, without Lowry marketing, the world knows it's Jordan Clarkson's show, and he did not have the three ball going at all, and he finds a way 16 of 29 tonight. Three of 12 from three. I think he missed his first seven and uh, was hot from two. I mean, against a team that has Maxie, Melton, Milton, which is a nightmare, um, all night. I mean, those are three. Thibel, those are four bona fide on-ball defenders, and he torched them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's crafty enough, and he has the luxury of being able to uh, turn guys behind his back. Uh, the the short crossover, which I think is very effective for him. Some guys cross over, David, and, and when they dribble the ball, it's outside their body. Clarkson, for the most part, is is in here. So it makes it awfully quick. I know you can see that on, on this show, but it, it's it's like it's not outside your body. It's, it's very close, so it makes it awfully quick, if you understand what I mean. Uh, I do exactly understand what you mean, and I bet you the listener does too without the visual. Okay, So um, I think they're fine <laughs> on that one. All right, let's talk about Walker Kessler. It's become a nightly thing. It's become pretty exciting, though. He starts tonight. He plays 31 minutes. He goes 7 of 7. He has 15 points, 12 rebounds, 2 block shots. Let's start with this. Try to get me into the head of Walker Kessler for a minute. What do you think, as he leaves the building tonight, He's thinking about himself as an NBA player in this two-game sequence. That measuring stick, David, I'll tell you, it's wide. You know, and, and you have so many players in this league that you can measure your ability against. Uh, and, and I can go back to the first time I had that with a, a player like Tom Thacker. Tom Thacker was in all the basketball magazines. I played against him and just had, you know, that's – one of those games. You kicked so, his butt. And so, yeah, okay. So that's where that measuring stick came, and that, that put me where I thought I sh- could be or should be. And so I think Kessler is finding, you know, those things out with playing against guys like, like um, MB. The big thing for him is that he did protect the rim. He did play well. And how many fouls did he pick up tonight? One. One foul, which is crucial. So which been he, he, Attempting to block shots, and, and you know early in the year he was blocking shots, but making fouls with the body. And so that's, you know, that was a heck of a ball game. Jazz, I'm not trying to take anything away from Walker. I thought he was great tonight. Right. The Jazz did help Walker. They double teamed every time and B got the ball at the nail. Correct. And they, as Will Hardy said in his pre, actually Alex Jensen said to us in the shoot-around report, we have to avoid 
and maybe Will Hardy said it too, actually. We have to avoid guarding Joel Embiid one-on-one. And Walker did not have to guard Joel Embiid one-on-one very often. You know why? Because nobody in the world can. So that's why we didn't have Walker Kessler do it. But he still protected the rim. He had to try to guard in the Harden Embiid pick and roll. He was, a, he was an impact on this game going up against two of the truly best offensive players um, in the NBA uh, in this one. She shows the respect he's getting. And I really thought that Embiid was um, trying to dunk on him because he wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And missed. And he play. was there. And the ball just uh, didn't get there because Embiid was, was defending the rim. But Embiid is a beast. Without I mean, Colin Sexton tonight. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Without Colin Sexton tonight, Jazz really needed someone else to, to add a bounce. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Horton Tucker had a just terrific, mm-hmm. terrific game. Taylor Horton Tucker. Will Hardy, like, kind of out of all of a sudden, last took Taylor Horton Tucker and put him in Alexander Walker's rotation spot recently, and was like, "Whoa, where'd that come from?" We saw all the reasons why tonight. Yeah. Taylor Horton Tucker has this incredible skill set that the Jazz are trying to figure out if they can refine into a productive NBA player. And tonight, he was really valuable. Yeah, he was valuable because the system that the players, the Jazz had available to play, didn't complement. I think some of our players. And, and the fact that we that the ISO game with, with Clarkson, the ISO game with, with Tucker, um, really got the Jazz back in the ballgame. And to the point where they outscored the, the 76ers in the second half. Horton Tucker finishes the night with 20 points, 8 of 10 from the free throw line, 6 rebounds, 2 assists tonight. He did have 3 turnovers, but he was... Um, a really good plus 11. Alexander Walker was plus 14. The Jazz dro- rode those guys a lot uh, late in the ball game. Uh, nine more rebounds for Jordan Clarkson tonight. Uh, really I- interesting game. Ron and I had an interesting debate to me about what this says about the Sixers. Um, I My comment about the Sixers is that for whatever reason, they're baking short of a BLT if a BLT is a championship. They just seemingly have all the pieces, but then... When it gets down to it, they forgot someone like for, like there's. It feels like Daryl Morey has built the perfect championship team, and then somehow like when it gets out there, like it's actually not bacon; it's turkey bacon. Like I don't know, like the, what the analogy is. But to me, first game of five game road trip, playing the Jazz without marketing, without Sexton, without Olynyk, going up by twenty, you shouldn't have had to go forty eight minutes tonight to win this game. You don't see it that way, so I'm letting you have your piece well, as well, y- y- but David. You know, I've been around this game a lot longer than you have, but you've been covering basketball a lot there as well. And how often have we seen guys just take their foot off the gas and then all of a sudden the shorthanded team gets momentum. Uh, they start making unbelievable shots, you know, that type of thing. And, and now they're back in the ballgame and now you got a dogfight trying to win it. So I think in games like this, um, it's not measurable. But I understand your point, and Philadelphia is, is I mean, they're, they're gonna, not going to run across a team that's 100% all the yeah. time until here's, they get into the playoffs. Here's how we're going to know, actually. Here's what's going to be the deciding factor. What do they do tomorrow in L.A.? Good point. And what do they do on the fifth game of their road trip? Does tonight cost them either tomorrow night in L.A. or when they get later in this road trip, are they tired? Huh. And if they are, to me, well, that. Drops them from a second seed to a fourth seed and all those little things along the way. So we'll I, see. I definitely see your point. We'll, we'll see what happens yeah. here. But the, uh, 
They were tired tonight, that's for sure. Yeah, they got worn out. Yeah. Walker Kessler made Joel Embiid work. All right, yeah. the two stars tonight I think are pretty easy on this one. But David, I think it could be three. Well, Taylor makes a strong case for <laughs> yes, a third star, yes, but I think does. the first two are so good. Without a doubt. That it's yeah. hard to give Taylor. Kessler and Clarkson. Taylor deserved, but Clarkson, Clarkson yeah. and Kessler yeah. uh, carried the load tonight. Clarkson one point shy of his season high of 39, and obviously Kessler's game speaks for itself. Yeah. No disrespect to Taylor Horton Tucker, who was fabulous and much needed tonight, yeah. but I'm, I think those are the two guys. All right, thanks very much for tuning in to Postcast. Ron and I will be back with you uh, Monday afternoon in Minneapolis as the Jazz will play it. and uh, 3 o'clock start. 3 o'clock start. Sent, two here? 2 o'clock start here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, by the way, we are coming to you from Vivint Arena, which will be the Delta Center again in the summer of 2023. Have a good one, everybody.